not take all of me I can't you see I'm no good without you take my lips I want to lose them I take my arms I never use them Chapter 6. All of Me Brown paper crinkled in Peter's hands as he rubbed the pad of his thumb over the bumps and wrinkles in the package he'd brought with him. It might have been safer in his bag, but right now he relished the feeling of having something tangible to keep him focused and from, well, chickening out. The past several days had dragged on, each one seeming endless and hollow. Peter pulled himself from bed, having hardly slept at all, forcing himself to down a glass of juice or bowl of cereal. Shredded wheat cubes or frosted oat loops. It hardly mattered. Everything tasted the same. He went to class, where he let the tuneless voices of his professors wash over him, before heading to work to hand over his latest photographs and bylines. If Peter was feeling particularly inspired, he might even microwave a frozen meal to pick at before throwing himself into his bed and waiting for the whole process to start over again. It wasn't that he didn't want to see Wade. In fact, he missed his friend dearly, and keeping their contact to a few text messages a day had been more difficult than he'd originally imagined. Unfortunately, Peter had put himself into a rather tricky position, and for the time being, he knew it best to keep his distance. Peter wanted to pursue something more with Wade. He could admit that to himself now, but he couldn't do anything until he and Wade had an honest understanding about Peter's double life as Spider-Man, and Peter had tried, honestly, really tried, to be truthful about the fact, only to have Wade so violently rejected that it almost had Peter doubting his own words. So that meant pulling the brakes on everything. Hard. What a tangled web we weave, Peter murmured to himself, heading into Wade's building and out of the cold. But today, today was different. He just wanted to make a quick delivery. That was all. A sort of apology even if Wade didn't realize Peter had anything to be sorry for. When Wade had woken up and found no Peter on the couch with him and Ellie, he assumed that large parts of the day before had been mere delusion. Yet Ellie had insisted, over breakfast, that Peter had been there almost the whole day. He didn't dwell on it until after Ellie left, just in case things got out of hand for him mentally. Wade spent the following Monday staring at the ceiling from his bed, going through the day. Memories kept getting muddy in his mind during Ellie's nap in the late afternoon, when he would think back on the day. He could remember Peter telling him something important, but not what he had said. His heart told him he had to remember, but his brain refused to budge. He glanced at his phone. Whatever had happened, it had clearly affected Peter as well, even though he had assured Wade via text that he was fine, just a little busy. Something about his words didn't sit right. The scant few messages a day he could get out of Peter were a glaring sign that things were not okay between them. Wade tugged on his mask, nerves starting to get to him. With his mind currently refusing to cooperate, he needed some kind of comfort, though he had foregone the full leather outfit. Tapping his phone screen, he looked at the last message Peter had sent, letting him know that he was stopping by. He had a sinking feeling that it might be a short visit, but he hoped he could coax him to stay longer. His foot bounced nervously while he jabbed at his game controller, having long since stopped paying attention to whatever the objective was as his character died over and over in the chaos. 
The instant there was a knock at the door, Wade threw the controller down and jumped up to answer, forcing himself not to burst it open in his urgency. "'How's it shaking, Bacon?' he asked, doing his best to act nonchalant as he motioned for Peter to come inside. "'Hey, Wade.' Peter smiled just a little before stepping past him and into the familiar warmth of the apartment. "'Hope I'm not interrupting anything.' His eyes glanced around the room, taking in the blankets thrown haphazardly around the sofa, the game running unpaused on the television, all signs that, for the most part, life was carrying on normally in the Wilson household. Hopefully that meant Peter hadn't done any lasting damage. Nope, no interruption. He made his way over to the couch and sat down, patting the cushion beside him. I just wanted to bring something by. Peter held out his paper sack, the surface now so creased and worn it clung tightly to the shape of its contents underneath. Wade lifted an eyebrow ridge as he took the bag offered to him. Oh, what's this? He opened the bag and pulled out a framed photograph, letting out a small gasp as he took it in. The picture was of him and Ellie dancing together on Valentine's Day. Ellie looked downright gleeful, and Wade hadn't thought it possible for a photo of him looking so happy to even exist. His eyes watered, but he blinked back the tears. He wasn't sure how long he stared at it, speechless. Once he regained some sense, he set the frame carefully on the coffee table and turned to Peter, pulling him into a tight hug. Thank you, Peter. Peter's breath caught in his throat as Wade's arms tightened around him, and he tried not to think about how much he'd missed the man's unique brand of unrestrained affection. You're welcome, he said softly, giving himself a few more seconds before slowly pulling away. You said she doesn't get to come around too often, so I figured you might not have many pictures of the two of you. I'm sorry it's just a cell phone picture I printed out, but if you ever want, I could bring some of my equipment over for a proper family photo shoot. He patted Wade gently on the shoulder, looking into the eyes of his mask, wondering if he'd take it off for the occasion. As he felt Peter pull away, Wade was reminded that something was off about their dynamic, but he was determined not to make things awkward. Cell phone or not, I love it, he replied, shifting back on the couch, and I bet Ellie would love to doll us up again for a photo shoot. He took a moment, with the benefit of the mask, to study Peter. The tension in his stance was obvious, and he looked more like he wanted to cut and run with every passing second. Wade wanted nothing more than to keep that from happening. Think you could stick around for a round or two? He asked, jerking a thumb over to the TV screen. It's always more fun when I got a friend to play with. Peter glanced at the game for a second before nodding. Wade had apparently been whiling away the afternoon with an over-the-top fighting game that had just come out. It made him grin despite himself. Only Wade could spend his nights as a AAA-rank mercenary and come home waiting to play a ridiculously violent game like this. Then again, maybe there was some kind of comfort to be found in the cheesy graphics and the fact that no matter who won or lost, they'd be back again for the next fight. Sounds good. Just take it easy on me. This isn't exactly Mario Kart. He grins. This was good. It was easy. The two of them could hang out for a few hours and play some stupid games, eat snacks and joke around. There didn't have to be anything more to it. As long as Peter had to keep the truth to himself, there couldn't be. We can always play co-op. I think we'd make a good team, he said as he stood up. I'll go grab us some snacks. What do you want to drink? Peter only shrugged vaguely at the question, knowing whatever Wade grabbed for him would be fine. A team, huh? And here I was thinking Deadpool had a reputation for solo work. Meanwhile, Wade had made his way to the kitchen and was busy fishing out a couple of bags of chips and veggie snacks from the fridge. He grabbed a few cans of soda, getting the same drinks for Peter and himself. 
This was finally a chance to fix whatever was broken between them. If only he could figure out what that was, so he could apologize properly. He sighed as he rounded the corner before slipping back into a more cheerful mood. It wasn't too hard to force a smile, since he was genuinely thrilled to be around the man he loved. That would also take some getting used to, but it was a thought he needed to keep tucked away while he mended their friendship. He sat the snacks down, handing Peter his drink before grabbing the second controller and sitting down. Peter took a swig of his drink, eyes crinkling at the sweetness, before he settled back into the sofa and started scrolling through the menu to select his character. Three bags of chips, two sodas each, and three different games later, the two of them had relaxed considerably, falling into their usual back-and-forth banter, making jokes about the game, their online opponents, and anything else that happened to spring to mind. It was easy and effortless, and for a while, Peter thought everything might be okay. I'm glad we were able to do this, he admitted, as his character performed an impressive stealth attack, knocking one of their opponents out of the game. Wade huffed as his character took an arrow to the knee. He reached out and grabbed his drink, but just held it a moment as he responded, Yeah, it's been a while since just the two of us could hang out in peace. A sigh escaped him as he tilted his can up, and not a single drop fell from its mouth. He hadn't even realized it was empty. With a shrug, he set it back down, turning his attention back to the game. Think you can get your character over to mine? I'm stuck with an asshole of an enemy. He ducked his character behind a pillar and leaned his head onto Peter's shoulder, trying and failing to give puppy dog eyes through the mask. Please? Well, I was sitting pretty over here, Peter drawled, already maneuvering his character up and out of his cozy hiding space to help wait out. But I suppose if I'm not too busy, I can swing by. It wasn't the easiest task. The other team was giving them a run for their money, and Peter was still working his way up the learning curve. But soon he was at Wade's side, and the two of them immediately turned their attention to performing some devastating combo attacks. That was so cool! Peter gaped at the screen. Wish I could try that out in real life. See, even Deadpool can be a team player sometimes, he teased with a wink. But I don't know, I think Spidey and I can pull off way cooler shit than any characters in some game. Wade might have imagined the faint twitch of Peter's lips at the careless comment, but he managed to keep from wincing himself. He didn't know exactly why, but his gut had told him he really shouldn't have mentioned Spider-Man. His character on screen did falter for a moment, though. Maybe there was something about the hero at the core of their earlier tenseness. But he figured it was best not to delve any deeper now that they had finally managed to regain some sense of normalcy. Well, normal for them, anyway. The clock ran out on the stage, and they let out a whoop and exchanged high fives as they emerged victorious. Hell yeah! We kicked ass! Wade popped up off the couch. I'm going to get myself another drink. Need anything while I'm up? I could go for another round of those cheese puff things, but I can get them, Peter offered, already setting down the controller. He was feeling a lot better than he had been when he had first arrived, and his earlier panic seemed like nothing more than a bad dream, half-remembered. It was probably that sense of security that tricked him into being a little too relaxed, and as he hopped up from the sofa, he sent a bag of pretzels flying, as well as his own mostly full can of soda. Wade managed to grab the bag of pretzels, only to have them snatched out of the air upside down, and they hit the coffee table, landing hard and flying in every direction. He couldn't help the belly laugh that escaped him at the ridiculousness of it all. Oh, sh- dang it! Peter immediately started swiping at his thighs with little luck. Denim already soaked through. And here I was thinking I could put off laundry day till the weekend. We can throw them in my washer. Wade squatted down as he picked up some of the larger pieces of pretzel. Just go grab something of mine to wear while you wait. 
I'll get started on cleaning this up. Peter sighed, his shoulders sagging, but he supposed there was no harm in it. He hadn't been planning to leave soon anyway, so he might as well take weight up on his offer. All right, then. Don't start the next level without me, and I still want those cheese puffs! He stumbled off to Wade's room, doing his best to act as though he wasn't embarrassed by how he was forced to waddle awkwardly to keep his legs from sticking together. Predictably, Wade favored soft, comfortable fabrics that were easy on the skin, so Peter figured he'd have no trouble finding a pair of sweatpants or flannels that would be comfortable for the rest of the afternoon. Thankfully, Wade's room was still relatively clean, a lingering bonus from Ellie's visit, which meant Peter would be saved from having to dig through piles of laundry and guessing what was clean. The first two drawers he pulled open yielded only socks and t-shirts, but the last was full of crumpled sleeping clothes, and in a few short moments, Peter had what he was looking for, and he lost no time in pulling out something soft and warm. He was already shucking off his jeans when he saw it. It wasn't that Peter had been looking for it. In fact, he spent the entire day trying to think about anything else. But now, alone in Wade's room, he was face to face with the very thing he'd been afraid of. Wade wasn't a particularly tidy person unless he had to be. He probably didn't even think twice about a little thing like leaving his closet door open. And had he shut it that morning, Peter would already be back on the sofa restarting their game. Instead, he stood frozen, pants down around his ankles as he stared at the familiar shades of red and blue. If he'd stumbled on it at the bottom of the drawer, he wouldn't have thought twice about it. If it had been tossed on the floor in a heap, it wouldn't have given him pause. But the suit was still here, in Wade's room, hanging up, waiting. Peter stared at it as everything he'd been trying to quash down started bubbling up from his gut. Wade still had the suit. Not only that, but he was still taking care of it, which meant he probably still wanted to use it. And the only reason for that was because he wasn't done living out his brief moments of fantasy with the hero, moments he expected Peter to help him play out. Of course, Peter was Spider-Man, but that was the whole crux of the matter. He was a safe stand-in because as far as Wade was concerned, there was no one further from the hero he held in such high esteem as boring, normal, tired, and perpetually broke Peter Parker. The very idea that the two of them might be the same person had nearly sent Wade into a catastrophic downward spiral and Peter knew that even if he couldn't be close with Wade the way he wanted, he would never allow himself to be responsible for the man's self-harm. He'd rarely felt so small, so petty and unimportant. He couldn't hurt Wade, but he also couldn't rob him of the comfort he seemed to find in Spider-Man's very existence. But right now, Peter didn't know what that left for him. He just knew he didn't trust himself. For Wade's sake, he had to leave. Yanking his pants and belt back on, he stumbled back out into the hallway, pulling his best attempt at a smile as he saw Wade back in the kitchen. Wade hummed as he wiped as much of the pretzel pieces off the table into the pretzel bag as he could. Once he finished, he took it to the kitchen, depositing it in the trash. He opened a cabinet and pulled out some paper towels to handle the spilled soda. Deciding to make it a one-way trip, he dug around in the cabinet for his stash of cheese puffs, but frowned as it seemed that he was out. Uh... Hey. Peter's voice cut through the din of the kitchen, catching Wade's attention. I'm sorry to cut things short. I just, um, got a call from my aunt. Having trouble with her internet. Printer? Um, you know, gotta go fix it for her. It's going to keep flashing 12 o'clock forever. Wade's heart constricted immediately at Peter's tone. It sounded off, as though he was barely holding it together. Just moments from tears, or worse. And he didn't believe a word that was coming from him. Peter, he asked, 
setting the paper towels aside, and made his way towards him. What's wrong? Right. Wade was an adult with a functioning brain and an eye for detail, not a small child or easily confused labradoodle. Peter should have known he wasn't about to let him escape that easily. It's... it's nothing. Nothing to worry about. I just... I have to go. He stammered, already grabbing his coat. I'm so sorry for cutting our game time short. Rain check on that next level? And the cheese puffs? His fingers twisted in the fabric of his sleeves as he turned to face Wade, hating the look of genuine worry and concern he saw there. Please, please don't worry about me. Please don't feel bad. I'll figure things out somehow. I just need a little time alone. I'll figure it all out and I'll be back as soon as I do. But right now I'm worried I'll hurt you. Hurt us both. I'll... I'll call you later, okay? The stammering and sentences phrased as questions when they very clearly weren't waved huge red flags in Wade's mind. He watched Peter put on his coat, warring with what he had to do. Should he beg him to stay? Ask him to talk out whatever their issue was? Or let him go and give him space? His indecision cost him a few seconds. Only the sound of his front door snapping him back. He ran out of the kitchen and towards the door, throwing it wide open to look down the hall. Peter! Wade spotted him, almost at the stairs. He sprinted the last of the distance between them and grabbed his wrist. I'm sorry, he startled, a little breathless. I don't remember exactly what I did, but I know that I'm sorry. I've tried to remember, I really have. His throat tightened in his panic, but he pushed through it. Please come back. We can talk this out. Peter's spider sense meant that he was very rarely surprised or snuck up on, but he felt his heart leap into his throat at Wade's hand around his wrist. He froze on the spot, fighting the need to look back at him and losing terribly. Even with Wade's mask still firmly in place, it was shockingly easy to read the worry and fear in his voice, and the guilt gnawed at Peter's insides. He had done this to Wade, because he couldn't control his feelings, couldn't separate Spider-Man from himself long enough to help a friend, couldn't be there for him when he was needed most. Then again, that was nothing new for Peter Parker, was it? Hey... Taking a breath, he took a step back towards Wade. You... you didn't do anything, okay? He slipped from Wade's grip and took his hand in his own. I just... I have some stuff to work out, and I should probably do it on my own. My life has gotten a little messy lately. Well, messier. And I didn't realize... He sighed, tightening his lips to keep them from trembling. I just need some time to process, you know? He offered a slight squeeze around Wade's fingers but his eyes pleaded for the man to let him go. Peter knew that if Wade asked even once more, he'd follow him right back inside, and then it was only a matter of time before he ruined things once and for all. Wade still wasn't convinced that whatever was happening wasn't his own fault, no matter how much Peter insisted. His heart couldn't accept Peter's attempts to shoulder all the guilt. Squeezing back at the gentle pressure, he looked at their hands. He couldn't just let him go, could he? And yet... When he looked back up at Peter and met his eyes, Wade could tell that right now, this was what he wanted. No matter how much it pained him, he had to ignore the screaming ache in his chest and let Peter walk away. He brought Peter's hand up to his mask and pressed a kiss to it, finally speaking, soft and low. All right. With willpower he usually only tapped into in the heat of battle, he let go of Peter's hand and watched him walk down the stairs until he was out of sight. He remained there a few minutes more, unable to bring himself to move until another apartment slammed their door on the floor below. Wade managed to get himself back into his apartment, but didn't make it far before he collapsed face first to the floor. 
he didn't even have the energy to do something dangerous and stupid, or at least nothing more stupid than remaining in that one spot for days, begging his damn brain to cooperate. If only his brain worked better, he could remember. If only he could remember, everything would be okay. Wade stood at the locked door to the room, mass forehead flesh against the wood. He was struggling not to give in to the voices. They'd been constant since the day after Valentine's Day a month ago, but had only gotten louder after Peter had bolted from his apartment. You fucked up. You can't even remember what you did. It was so terrible. Why does it matter? Not like he could care for your ugly mug anyway. He pressed his head into the door, begging his mind to give him something, anything. He hates you. Wade gripped his head. Can't stand to be around you. He knew they were lies. Peter had assured him they were. But it was hard to fight the constant onslaught when he'd barely gotten more than a single word text the last few days. He turned and slid down the door, tugging at his mask where it had begun to stick to his cheeks from the tears. It had been his intent to visit the Red Room, hoping a quick death would help him reboot his memory and allow him to figure out what he'd done while silencing the thoughts racing around his head. Yet something stopped him when he reached the door. A memory found him, warm and fragile, Peter helping him through an episode after he'd blown his brains out after his last mission. Peter had been there to help him, even going so far as pretending to be someone he wasn't for Wade. He wouldn't be here this time, though. Wouldn't be around to play the hero and talk him through. Wade shot up, snapping his fingers. Spider-Man! Maybe he could lend an ear! Help Wade figure out what he did to push Peter away. Maybe if he rambled enough, it would slip out and he would remember what he'd done. At the very least, maybe Spidey could help him figure out a way to make it up to Peter. He paused as he pulled on his top. Would it be weird trying to sort out his feelings for Peter when he still held such strong feelings for Spider-Man? But no. He'd focus on getting advice to fix their friendship. No point in jumping ahead when he was still uncertain Peter wanted more than that. After one more second of hesitation at his window, Deadpool was out and jumping from roof to roof in search of his web friend. It took a few hours, but he finally managed to spot him in the middle of a fight. Wade wasn't sure if it was a robbery or a gang fight, but there was plenty for Spider-Man to take on, but not so much trouble that Deadpool needed to jump in. Instead, he took a moment to watch. As Spidey webbed up the last person, Deadpool landed lightly beside him. Hey, webhead! he called out, mustering up all his energy into the faux cheerfulness he liked to have on the streets. Want to grab some tacos? Peter straightened up immediately at the sound of the familiar voice behind him, and pretended to be double-checking the restrained bodies of the petty crooks to give him an extra few seconds to react. It hadn't been easy the last several weeks, keeping his distance, but it was the only way he knew to keep from making a mistake they'd both regret. It was almost a relief to see Wade now, even if they were both cloaked behind masks and costumes. Deadpool, he sighed, hoping Wade wouldn't think anything of the exhaustion in his tone. Couldn't have shown up a few minutes early for an assist? Guess I'll have to take solo credit for this one, again. It was easy to feign playful annoyance, even if Peter didn't really feel it. Hopefully, it would keep Wade from thinking anything was wrong. He didn't know how Wade would react if Peter and Spider-Man both pushed him away. I think I helped just fine. Wade smirked as he walked over and threw an arm over Spidey's shoulders. I helped myself to a good view of your ass-kicking ass. It was all too easy to fall into the familiar banter with Spidey, and the easy back and forth provided a much-needed break from the chaos of his current life. 
So, tacos? Or maybe hot dogs? We haven't had those in a while. What'd we have last time? Burgers, I think? Wade continued to ramble about food. It was a safe subject. One couldn't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think so. It had been pizza and gelato, actually, but Peter wasn't about to disagree. Tacos sounds good, though. I wager it's a little too late at night for anything but the dodgiest of hot dog carts, and I'm not looking to add indigestion to my busy schedule. He gestured out towards the sidewalk, motioning for Wade to lead the way. Deadpool hopped ahead, tugging Spider-Man along, only too happy to encroach into the hero's personal space. Ah, very true, but I'm not sure which of my favorites we should visit this fine evening. He fished a phone out of his pocket and pulled up a list of places within walking distance. There was one still open a few blocks away, and a moment later he was happily leading the way. The walk there was uncharacteristically silent, but he found it didn't bother him, since he was still trying to find the best way to bring up the prickly subject of Peter Parker with Spider-Man. Even after they ordered, Wade opted to go for something that had nothing to do with his worries at all. So, how's the Spidey life? he asked, while they stood near the soda machine, waiting on their order. Same old, same old, Peter answered, trying to decide if he wanted to risk drinking caffeine tonight when he knew he really ought to get to bed early. Or at least what passed for early when you were a nocturnal vigilante. Another day, another half-dozen bad guys wrapped up for the police. He finally made up his mind, jamming a gloved finger into the machine before bending down to retrieve a can of lemonade that praised itself for being 5% real juice. So, mostly fake. Fitting. And the Merc business? Must be slow if you've got time for Taco Two's. He checked the time. Wednesdays. Yeah, well, you know, sticking to the small-scale stuff for the moment. Deadpool waved his unopened soda around the air as he spoke. Got some... stuff to handle before I disappear for another job. Grabbing their order, he started walking backwards as he spoke. So, what building do Jor should we enjoy Taco Tuesday on? He pointed a finger at Spidey. And I do mean Tuesday. It's still Tuesday until I pass out from exhaustion. A crack in the sidewalk seemed to have it out for him as he tripped, riding himself to walk properly beside Spider-Man. Though it has been a long-ass Tuesday, staying awake a full week is a challenge. Grimacing, Wade realized what he'd just admitted to. He may or may not have been fighting micro-naps the last couple of days. You're leaving town? Peter asked, having trouble picking just one aspect of Wade's troublesome ramble to focus on. I don't like the idea of you leaving. He caught himself before saying too much more, clearing his throat as he surveyed the available rooftops. I just mean, if you haven't been taking care of yourself, not sleeping properly, you're going to have a hard time taking on any mission, right? Finally, Peter managed to pick a rooftop that looked appealing. Decent height and vantage point. It was some kind of shipping facility that sat dark and silent in the small hours. Right now, the idea of sitting on top of an apartment complex full of people living their comfortable and domestic lives left him with a sour taste in his mouth. Up here, he pointed, readying his web shooters. Come on, I'll give you a lift. Wade clunked to Spidey as he lifted them to the top of the building. It was a calm, quiet place, a rarity in the city that never slept. He grabbed a taco and handed the bag over to Spider-Man. Well, I'm not leaving yet. I haven't taken a mission, though Weasel is beginning to pester me. He paced across the rooftop as he ate, bits of onion and salsa spattering on the rooftop, totally forgotten in the wake of the anxiousness that plagued him. 
I told him I'm not taking anything till I get things settled with Peter. He paused in his pacing, turning to Spider-Man, but unable to meet his eyes. Um, speaking of, I was hoping I could maybe get some help sorting out my thoughts? Wade hadn't meant to sound so uncertain. Quickly, he stuffed the rest of the taco in his mouth and started pacing again before he could say anything else too revealing. Peter's fingers tensed reflexively at the sound of his name and lost hold of his own meal, which slipped from its foil casing and fell down to the ground below him, a casualty of the sudden spike in anxiety flooding him now. Every ounce of reason inside him was screaming for him to find a way out of the conversation, and fast. If he let Wade vent to him about his issues with Peter Parker, he'd be betraying his trust, which is exactly what he'd been trying to avoid from the start. And yet... His body remained frozen in place. Wade managed to force himself to sit next to Spider-Man instead of continuing his nervous pacing. He searched through their bag of food, looking for another taco to eat, letting out a small hum of happiness when he spotted a burrito he had forgotten they had ordered. Before he even thought to unwrap the food item, it occurred to him that it was taking longer than normal for Spidey to answer. He glanced over, curious what was going on in that head of his but frowned as he realized just how tense Spider-Man was next to him. Behind his mask, Peter frowned, teeth bearing down on the inside of his cheek. He knew he couldn't go now, couldn't abandon Wade and leave him thinking that the two most important men in his life wanted nothing to do with him. Peter Parker might not have been able to be there for Wade, but Spider-Man couldn't let him down. Yeah. The single syllable was hard won, strained but earnest. Of course, What's going on? When the answer finally came, it seemed a bit forced, and Wade thought maybe he should hold off and wait to ask for help once Spidey seemed a little less stressed out. Maybe he should ask him how he was doing and if he needed to talk, instead of dropping a load of his issues on the man's shoulders. Unfortunately, before his mind could finish processing that idea, the word spilled out. Well, a couple of weeks ago he came over and spent some time at my place, and things were going well. Great, actually. Time of my life. He picked up the paper the burrito was wrapped in. But after that, my memory gets hazy, the way it does when I've gone through a bad spell or a job gone wrong. He slumped his shoulders forward. I think I did something that really upset Peter, but I can't remember what it was, so I don't even know how to make it up to him. His voice shook a little on the last few words. Spider-Man was glad the two of them had talked about Peter in the past. It saved him from asking who he was, which would mean straying much too far into the territory of lies than he wanted to. He felt a pang of sympathy, and guilt of course, as Wade explained his memory lapse as though it was nothing more than a routine glitch in the system. How often did something like that happen? Had it happened before during their time together? Is that why Wade had been so disoriented after his winter mission gone wrong? Even though his mind was flooded with questions, Peter knew they all had to take a back seat to the one task at hand that really mattered, helping Wade. If he was going to ask anything of the man, it had to be with the specific intention of helping him deal with his current trauma. How can you be sure it was something you did? After all, it was Peter's actions that had set Wade off that day. Wade let out a defeated sigh. It's always something I've done. He waved a hand dismissively through the air before jabbing a thick finger against his temple. If it's not because of the job, it has to do with my brain. He dropped the burrito back in the bag, his appetite forgotten for the moment. I know I'm not easy to be around. Everything can be going perfectly fine one moment, then I'm a mess on the floor the next. Usually I don't have to worry about who the lapse affects, 
But it's different with Peter. I don't want to... to forget. The last words were barely a whisper. Soft as it was, the admission didn't escape Peter's ears, and he was overcome again with the painful realization that he was trespassing on Wade's feelings, betraying his confidence with each second he spent listening. But he still couldn't pull himself away, couldn't leave him alone on this rooftop when he was so desperately in need of a friend. If... if Peter is really as remarkable, as different as you seem to think he is, I'm sure he understands that you have these kinds of issues. I don't think something like that is enough to make him ditch you. And it wasn't. Peter hadn't left because of anything Wade had said or done. He left because he knew he had to reconcile his own feelings and disappointments, and didn't want Wade to get caught in the crossfire while he struggled with his own self-loathing. I'm sure he's not sitting around waiting for you to suddenly make everything all right. Wade felt a stupid little smile across his features at Spidey's statement. Yeah, you're probably right about that. He really is a go-getter. Not afraid to take action. Not so different from you. Hell, you two would probably get along like a match to a flame. We've got more in common than you might think, Peter thought, deciding to keep his cryptic musings to himself. Wade leaned back on his two hands and looked up at the starless night sky. I guess I could try being patient, but I suck at that. He glanced over at Spider-Man. I want to fix things as quickly as possible, because he is as important to me as you are. Wade realized what he said and laughed softly. Guess I should have been telling you that all along. Don't know if you even knew. Peter did know how Deadpool felt about Spider-Man, and would have even without the time they spent together in Wade's apartment. After all, the man could hardly go two minutes without voicing over-the-top platitudes directed at Spidey's ass, or whatever part of his anatomy was visible at that moment. And yet, it was rare to hear him utter a confession with such earnest sincerity that it threw Peter for a loop. "'Guess I had an inkling,' he said at last, following Wade's lead and looking back out into the night. "'But it's nice to hear anyway. You're—I mean, I care about you too, Wade. You deserve to be happy.' Wade shrugged. "'I don't know if I deserve anything, but I appreciate the thought nonetheless.' He rubbed at his face. It didn't really feel like he'd made any progress, but talking about it and having some reassurance helped assuage some of his darker thoughts. Wade returned to the burrito he had set aside, trying to lighten the mood. Maybe all of us could hang out sometime. I got a mean lasagna recipe from Peter I could make. Oh, oh, oh! I could dig out some of my board games. Most of them need at least three players. Peter won't mind if you keep the mask on. He never minds when I do anyway. His voice was already rising in excitement as his mind raced away at the possibility. Port games? A laugh escaped Peter, wet and broken, as he listened to his friend catalog innumerable games and activities the three of them might enjoy. And to be fair, a night spent playing Monopoly or Settlers of Catan with Wade might actually have been pretty fun, even if he had to endure countless jokes about having wood for sheep. There was just one problem. It sounds great, Wade. Really. He choked out, hoping that Wade would be too caught up in his enthusiastic planning to sense anything was awry. Really? But I, uh, I don't know if it, it will work out. His fingers tightened around the empty foil from his meal as he fought to keep his gaze from straying to Wade's mask, not sure he could take the disappointment he was sure to see there. Wade stopped listing off rule variants for Twister as Spider-Man finally spoke. Something in the hero's voice sounded off 
and it occurred to him that he must have overstepped a boundary. Right, right. He brought his hands up and tapped his fingers together, slightly nervous. We're just work buddies. No need to hang out after hours. That's... fine. Wade didn't mean to sound so disappointed, especially since he knew this was their dynamic. Helping out in fights when needed, maybe getting to grab some food with Spidey if he was lucky, and that was it. Partners in fighting crime and nothing more. It only took one second to look at Spidey to see he was wound tighter than a corkscrew, and even less time for Wade to decide he hated it and wanted to make him laugh again. Guess Peter will get me all to himself then, but don't you go getting jealous. There, that had to at least be worth a scoff of indignation. Jealous, Peter echoed. Of Peter, the other man? Or maybe I'm the other man in this scenario. His shoulders buckled as he hunched over, head leaning out into the night air. Because that's how it always is, right? There's me, and then there's the other guy. Doesn't matter what I say or what I do. The people I care about always have to end up choosing one or the other, and that's when things fall apart. He sucked in a breath, but it didn't seem to reach his lungs, leaving his words raspy and faint. I tried this time, though. Really did. Wade stared at Spidey, confused by his words. This was not the direction he thought the terrible joke would lead. Clearly, he was missing something again. This time, though, he didn't think his memory was at fault. Had there been signs he had missed? Did Spider-Man like him as more than a friend? I didn't know I actually had a choice, Wade whispered, not having meant to have said it out loud. He shook his head to clear it, hoping to shake some of the confusion from his thoughts. Webs, he said, trying to draw his attention back to him. He placed a hand on the other man's shoulder. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to upset you, I promise. Somewhere in the back of his mind, Peter was aware of how close Wade was, that he was making contact in a kind of caring way that belied his usual manic behavior. Unfortunately, as his thoughts swirled around each other, he was pulled down along with them and was unable to take even the slightest comfort in the gesture. I know, Wade. I know. The words were pulled from him, each one painful and raw. You... You wouldn't ever. And it's not... Not your choice that's got me here. It's me. He wrapped his arms around his stomach as he tried to swallow down another breath of air. It's always me. Wade's confusion fell aside as worry overcame him at every one of the hero's hard-won breaths, each stilted and ragged word. It's part of that great responsibility, isn't it? To make the difficult choices, even if... If it... It costs you. Peter struggled now, each syllable catching in his throat, dragging across his tongue like sandpaper. Hey, we don't have to talk about this, Wade said, but he had a feeling his words were beginning to not break through to Spidey. We can't talk about it, though. I mean, we are talking about it, but we aren't, and we can't do because if we do... Peter nodded, rocking a little unsteadily on his perch of the building ledge. I mean, I tried. God, I really did. I tried so hard so many times, but... His fingers dug deep into his arms, pulling the fabric of his costume tight. You don't have to worry about any of that, Spidey. Wade struggled to find something, anything to say that might help calm his friend. You know no matter what, I'll always be there for you. I know you'll be there for me. But who's... who's gonna be there for you? Me... Or the other guy. 
Because, because it can't be both. Okay, you're starting to sound as nonsensical as me, and that's never a good sign. Wade had his hands up in front of him, knowing that a mere shoulder touch wasn't going to help, but couldn't think of a better way to comfort him. There wasn't a chance to think on it more, though, as Spider-Man slowly started tipping forward. For a split second, he expected him to throw out a web and swing off, but when he made no move to catch himself, Wade shot forward. Spidey! he yelled as he jumped over the ledge, grabbing it with one hand and Spider-Man with the other. The hype might not have killed Spidey, but it would have definitely left him severely injured. You can't go falling off shit, Wade grunted as he shifted so he could pull them up. That's my shtick. Once they were safely back on the roof, rather than letting Spider-Man go, Wade pulled him close against his chest. His suspicions of anxiety attacks were confirmed as he felt the frantic heart rate of the trembling man in his arms. Come on, Webbs, focus on your breathing, he whispered, rubbing gentle circles on his back. Peter's entire body was shaking, his spine rigid, knees locked as desperate gasps for breath rattled in his chest. The edges of his vision began to grow dark, the edges of his lenses closing in, drowning out all but the brightest points of light. He shuddered once or twice against Wade's hands creeping up the other man's arms until they came to rest against the edges of his own mask. Can't see, he wheezed. Can't, can't breathe. He yanked the sweat-damp fabric over his nose and eyes, but only stared ahead, blinking and unseeing as it slipped from his hair and fell flat against the rooftop. For half a second, it looked like it might have helped, as Peter gazed up into Wade's face, eyes wide, lips parted and searching for words. Wade, I, I'm sorry. It was all he could manage before everything went black. Wade instinctively turned his head, jamming his eyes closed the moment he saw Spider-Man reach for his mask. He'd grown into the habit of averting his gaze whenever the two of them partially unmasked to eat, not wanting to give the impression he was trying to puzzle out the hero's identity. Even if he really did want to know. But there was something about the pure, unguarded hurt in Spider-Man's voice in the seconds before he grew limp and still in Wade's arms that forced the man to take a look at last. Spider-Man? He's okay, I guess. You, uh, you're a big fan, then? I guess you could say the bug really bit me when I was in high school, and it's been that way ever since. I know what it's like having to keep things from people, even the ones who are supposed to be close to us. I promise, Deadpool. You already know the best version of me. Wade's heart dropped as everything slid into place in his mind. Peter's easy willingness to understand the unnatural aspects of his life. Each strained and sympathetic smile as Wade waxed poetic about his hero. Every ounce of conflict and regret reflected in those big brown eyes. Even in the happiest moments they'd shared. It wasn't like the writing wasn't on the wall. Because the truth is, I am Spider-Man. And of course, he'd thrown it all right back in his face. Acted like he was desperate for the truth, and then rejected it just as quickly. A string of curses rattled out into the cold and empty air. Oh, Peter, Wade murmured, running a gloved hand over the planes and angles of his cheek. You have nothing to apologize for. He sighed as he shifted the younger man in his arms, grabbing his mask and starting the trek back home. The voices were instantly in full force, howling harsh words and harsher truths from the darkest corners of his mind. But Wade did his best to ignore them. Right now, Peter needed him, and breaking down was not an option.
Once Wade got them home, he laid Peter out on his bed before pulling back, rubbing his neck as he tried to figure out what he should do next. He decided to go grab a couple glasses of water in Advil in case Peter woke with a headache. It was tempting to wake him, but Wade decided against it, still needing time to give his own exhausted mind a chance to calm down. He changed into something more comfortable, sweats in a t-shirt, but hesitated at taking his own mask off. With a glance back at Peter, Wade removed it. Starting now, they had to move forward without the masks. He pulled some soft clothes out for Peter and sat them next to his mask, in case he wanted to change when he woke. Finally, having taken care of everything he could think of, Wade sat on the bed with a yawn before leaning against the headboard. He pulled Peter's head into his lap, running his hands through his hair until he nodded off, the string of restless days and nights coming to an end at last. It wasn't long before Peter finally came to, and yet the ache in his chest and sides, along with his general disorientation, had him wondering if he'd somehow been subject to a sneak attack from Rhino. But no, the roided-out villain usually stayed low to the ground, while the last thing Peter remembered was being up on a rooftop with... Wade, he croaked, pulling himself up with a strained groan as he tried to figure out what had happened. Though it was dark, the scent that hung in the air was familiar, and the sounds filtering in from the street reminded Peter of tranquil and hazy mornings. He turned slowly, wincing as he caught the shadowed outline of his friend's body, relaxed and steady breaths causing his shoulders to ebb against the sheets. Even in the dim light, Peter could see Wade had changed into plain clothes, and immediately his hands rose to his own face with a sudden trill of fear and regret. He'd done the one thing he'd promised himself he wouldn't do. After deciding to keep the truth about his identity a secret for Wade's sake— He'd failed completely, crumbling at the slightest test of will. Worse yet, he had no idea what effect the news had on the man, and Peter knew he was in no condition to help talk his friend down if he reacted as poorly as he had before. Choking out a wordless cry, he turned to search for his things, spotting the white lenses of his mask glinting at him in the darkness. His fingers tore through the empty air to grab at it, but in his haste he ended up tangled in the bedsheets and tumbling to the floor. Wade startled awake at the sudden heavy thump of a body on his floor. It took a few moments of silence in the dark room for his thoughts to catch up with what was happening. Once they did, he reached for the light switch on the lamp next to him, and soon the room was warmed with a soft, comforting glow. Wade rubbed at his face as he looked at the mess of sheets and feet sticking up in the air. Peter? He pulled himself towards the side, looking down at the struggling superhero. It took some effort for Wade to hold back any jokes, but he was more concerned for his friend's well-being than his witty remarks. "'You okay there, Petey?' he asked, as he climbed out of the bed, helping Peter off the ground. Even with Wade's hands firmly around his arms, Peter did his best to evade his gaze, tucking his chin against his chest as though the top of his telltale matted bush of hair was any less identifiable than his face. "'I'm fine. Fine. I—' What could he say? How could he apologize enough? And how could Wade stand to be here with him now? We're at your place, he mumbled bluntly, still staring at the floor. Yeah, that's right. Wade slid his hands up and down Peter's arms, trying to offer some kind of comfort. Couldn't leave you passed out in the middle of the city. He moved back a step and picked up the glass of water in Advil, holding them out for Peter. Not sure if you have a headache, but you should drink up. I'll go make you a snack while you change. Wade paused a moment before asking, Is that okay? 
He wanted to make sure Peter didn't bolt at the first opportunity, but he wasn't going to force him to stay either. Peter accepted the water and medicine, not sure if it would do much good, but unable to reject anything Wade offered him now. He still couldn't meet his eyes, too afraid to face the hurt and betrayal he knew must be waiting for him there. Wade frowned at the lack of eye contact, and for a moment, he debated trying to push for more, but thought it best to leave it be for now. He didn't want to pressure Peter into anything he wasn't comfortable with. Peter nodded, waiting for Wade to leave before swallowing the pill, draining the glass and setting it down on the nightstand with both hands, before finding the clothes Wade had laid out for him. They were his own, left over from some night-long past, waiting for him in case another movie night or game session ran long. But he supposed now Wade would want him to take them with him when he left this place for the last time. A heaving sigh emptied his lungs as he started to change out of his suit and into his things, and now more than ever he felt raw and exposed, and deserving of whatever punishment awaited on the other side of the door. Wade decided to keep their meals simple, opting to grab food for sandwiches and a bag of cheese puffs to go with them. He kept his eyes on the living room floor, just in case Peter ventured out. But for now, keeping his hands busy was the only thing keeping his nerves calm. Unfortunately, the mindless activity gave him plenty of time to think about the situation. The lingering feelings of guilt had not gone away, but were starting to make sense at last. Finally, Wade knew why Peter had been so upset. A humorless huff of laughter passed through him. That day, he'd been so happy. But when Peter tried to tell him about such a deep, personal, private part of himself, Wade assumed it was too good to be true, that his brain was playing tricks. If he was honest with himself, things still felt a little surreal. But this time he was trusting his heart, and it insisted that Peter and Spider-Man were one and the same. A small, stupid smile slipped onto his face. Meanwhile, Peter allowed himself a few moments longer in Wade's bedroom, staring at the floor, the bed, and even the closet where the damn costume still hung as though any one of them might give him some answers. For a split second, he considered just leaving through the window to buy some time, but he knew it would be wrong, and he couldn't bring himself to hurt Wade more than he already had. Slowly, he padded out the door, following the soft sounds of Wade finishing up in the kitchen, plates and glasses clinking softly on the table. Drained as he was, Peter wasn't sure if he could eat anything at all, but he knew at the very least he owed it to Wade to sit down and try to explain. Finally, he showed himself, spending only a second or two in silence before speaking out, Um, hey. Wade motioned for Peter to sit down. Hey, yourself, he said softly, offering reassurance through his gentle smile before taking a seat across from the place he had set up for Peter. I know you're probably not hungry, but I also know you have a fast metabolism and barely ate earlier. He did his best to keep his volume low, pushing the plate towards him. He bit into his own sandwich, keeping his eyes on Peter. The young man looked utterly exhausted, and Wade made a note to try and get him to go back to sleep after they ate, or at least lay down for a while. It was difficult to imagine what might help Peter relax. Perhaps he could return the favor from before and give him a back massage. He could even use one of his fancier scented lotions. That was, if Peter still allowed him to. Even though he'd just downed a glass of water, Peter's mouth still felt dry, and his jaw ached with the tension he had no hope of releasing. At least the food in front of him gave him something neutral to focus on, even if the thought of eating made his stomach churn. He chewed and swallowed in near silence, making it halfway through his meal before he couldn't take it any longer. 
Summoning his last ounce of strength, he forced himself to look at Wade, trying to scavenge some words of explanation from the barren corners of his mind. I... I'm sorry, he managed at last. I tried to tell you. I really did. So... so many times. And when I finally managed... thought I'd got it right at last and instead you almost... His eyes flickered to the kitchen door. Memories of Wade's second room returning strong and overly sharp. He'd been able to stop Wade that time. But what had he missed when he'd blacked out on the rooftop? What had Wade done without Peter there to help him? Wade's shoulders slumped forward as Peter spoke, and he let out a sigh as he set his glass down. When that particular memory had sorted itself out in his head, he'd known that the events of that day had affected Peter. He just didn't realize the extent. Petey, no. That's... It's more complicated than that. He ran a hand over his bald head. I don't even know where to. Wood squeaked against tile as Peter's chair slipped back across the ground, and he bolted for Wade's bathroom, making it just in time to be well and properly sick. Hunched over, he emptied his stomach until he was heaving dry and empty over the bowl, his face red and slicked with sweat. For a small moment, fear squeezed at Wade's heart, but he soon realized where Peter was running to. At the agonizing sound of his friend's retching, Wade followed close behind. He knelt next to Peter, rubbing his back until he was done. Once it was over, Wade stood, grabbing a small cloth and running it under warm water, squeezing out the excess. Leaning back against the sink cabinets, Wade found a seat on the floor and pulled Peter into his lap. He began cleaning his face, wiping away the sweat and drool. Peter shivered at the touch and the unexpected gentleness of Wade's attention, still unsure just what was happening. Sorry, he mumbled again, vaguely wondering how many times he had to say something before it became his new catchphrase. I know I'm not supposed to. I mean, I have to get it together. I need to be there for you. It occurred to Wade that Peter was always trying to help someone. MJ with her schoolwork, him with his episodes. Christ, to say nothing of all the shit Wade knows Spider-Man did for the city. And here he was, mid-breakdown, trying to repress it because he thought he had to be here for Wade. Just, just give me a second. I'll be fine. Back on my feet. Just another minute. He sat the towel down and pulled Peter's head to his chest. It's okay. You don't have to hold back for me. Gentle fingers ran through Peter's hair, caressing the soft curves of his neck and scalp. You can fall apart, baby boy. I'll be here to catch you. Though Peter's shoulders trembled slightly, his eyes were dry as he let them slip closed, his head falling to rest against Wade in search of a moment's peace. His breath stuttered at first, but slowly evened out as they matched Wade's own steady pace. Eventually, his arms relaxed, and his spine curled naturally as he folded into the hollow of the other man's warmth, an uneasy sigh escaping from him as he allowed himself to take some time and remain perfectly still. Heart pounding like a rabbit's, he was far from sleep, and yet Peter couldn't recall the last time he'd been so utterly depleted. He'd been exhausted before, bone tired in a way that was so common as to practically be a part of who he was. But there had never been anyone there to hold him, to help him pull those worn and weary pieces of himself back together. No, that was a job for Peter himself to do alone. And yet, Wade had slipped into the role so easily— with a calm resolution he'd scarcely seen before, though right now he desperately needed it. Peter had rarely felt so undeserving. And he finally began to relax. Wade tightened his hold on him, resting his head on Peter's wild mess of hair. 
He rubbed at the tight muscles of his shoulders, where he still held a bit of tension. This doesn't mean I can't, Peter whispered, voice reedy and tight. I still want to be there for you, Wade. And you can, when I need you, Wade murmured, stray locks of brown hair tickling his lips. But that is something you don't need to worry about right now. How about we try to get some more sleep and talk things out in the morning? He wasn't sure if either of them would be able to sleep, but he'd rather be laying in bed than sitting on the bathroom floor. Some tiny voice spared in the sub-basement of Peter's mind cried out that he shouldn't accept Wade's offer, that there was no time to waste and the responsible thing to do would be talking things out right now. A seed of fear was rooted in Peter's gut that if he let Wade take him to bed, if he spent a few quiet hours in dreamless sleep, then something else would go wrong and he'd find himself back at the start of things. And while Peter was willing to try and try again wherever Wade was concerned, he didn't want to put him through this kind of ordeal again. And yet, his fingers curled into Wade's shirt, his head tipped down in ascent as he let himself be lifted from the bathroom floor. It was only seconds more before he found himself laid out on Wade's bed, sheets pulled back, the familiar scent of the man's bedclothes greeting him for the second time that night. Peter turned to his side, tongue flickering out over dry lips as he reached out. Wade was only a few inches away, but... You don't have to stay, he said, hand twitching against his pillow. If it's too weird, or... or if you just don't want to. I get it, but... He pulled his fist back towards himself, holding it tight against his chest. It... it would be nice if you were here. Wade offered a tired smile as he climbed into the bed. I'm not going anywhere. Between his own lack of sleep and the sorry state Peter was in, this was for the best. He reached over and turned off the lamp, before rolling over and facing Peter, only to find wide, sad eyes meeting his. His chest squeezed. That look on Peter's face broke his heart. Wade reached out, pulling him close. He wasn't sure how long Peter would be awake, but between the warmth of the bed and the lingering effects of sleep deprivation finally taking their toll, he would most likely fall asleep first. The realization upset him a little, because it could give Peter a chance to leave, or worse, fall back into his panic state before Wade could stop him. With his arms tied around Peter's shoulders, and lips nestled deeply within his hair, Wade found himself fighting to stay awake as he waited for the other man to fall asleep. It wasn't easy, and he found himself in danger of dozing off more than once. Hey, Pete? Wade received a soft, mm, an acknowledgement. I'm sorry. After a moment waiting for a response, but receiving none, Wade finally fell asleep. As exhausted as he was, Wade thought he would sleep for hours without any trouble. Instead, he had only managed maybe an hour before he found himself wide awake. He spent his first quiet moments just studying his sleeping companion. Peter had predictably started the night somewhat restless, shifting in Wade's arms every few minutes. With a small huff of laughter, Wade pulled him closer in an effort to calm him. It seemed to work as the other man eventually fell still and silent. He had rolled onto his back at one point, Peter still held in one arm, and stared at the ceiling. Memories of the last few months were played in his mind. Some moments were spotty, but cleared up whenever they contained Peter. It was remarkable just how much his brain had been trying to keep him from seeing what was right in front of him, while screaming the obvious out loud at the same time. At some point, he managed to clear his mind enough that he could relax somewhat. 
He kept his eyes closed, just starting to wonder if he could get himself back to sleep, when he felt Peter shifting next to him. The sun still wasn't up by the time Peter's eyes blinked open. He stared, unseeing for a few moments, debating whether or not to try for more sleep, but couldn't bring himself to return to his cold and empty dreams. Most nights found Peter too exhausted to stay up for long once he made it to bed, with a few notable exceptions. The close of a semester once his exams had passed. The night things had ended once and for all with Mary Jane. The last time he'd seen his Uncle Ben alive. He'd lay awake in those dark hours as well, wondering if he'd made the right choice, knowing he hadn't. A few moments longer, and Peter slowly grew aware of the soft and even breathing of the man beside him. He didn't remember coming back to his apartment, not clearly. There were still some hazy memories of a few waking moments from the night before, but Peter could only be sure of two things. He'd broken down and exposed himself, and now Wade knew just how badly he betrayed his trust. Despite it all, Wade had given him a place to stay, shared his bed, and watched over him, putting his own feelings on hold while he played the part of the responsible adult because he was just that great of a guy. Peter rolled to his side and tried not to think of endings. After a moment, Wade opened his eyes and turned his head towards Peter. Hi, he said softly, not wanting to disturb the fragile silence. Teeth scraped across Peter's lip as he struggled to speak. The streetlights outside had set a soft, cool glow across the plains of Wade's face, light catching on the corners of his jaw and brow, and the eyes that studied him now. He felt like a bug under glass, suddenly worried about how every word, every gesture might be interpreted, and whether Wade would believe any one of them at all. Hey, he managed, words rough as they caught in his throat. I, uh, I'm sorry for... for misleading you for not telling you sooner, for ruining whatever there was between us, whatever there might have been. Sorry for getting sick in your toilet. Wade gave Peter a tired smile and rolled his eyes. No need to apologize for that, baby boy. Shifting, he turned his body to his side, bringing his hand up to brush some of Peter's hair out of his eyes. How are you feeling? Think you can hold down some breakfast? He could make out the uncertainty in Peter's eyes, and knew that starting small would be wise for the moment. Peter would share his thoughts in time. At least, he hoped he would. What Wade didn't want was for the events of the previous night to eat away at Peter's conscience, or worse, get pushed aside like they never happened. His smile faltered at the thought for a moment, but he steadied himself with a deep breath. Peter's chest rose as he inhaled sharply as though the sudden influx of oxygen would somehow make it easier for his brain to make sense of what was happening. It was strange, but Wade didn't seem upset. Instead, speaking in soft tones with worried eyes, asking after him like he had a cold and was staying home from school. Peter, for his own part, certainly felt small and powerless right now, so at least that was fitting. Nodding twice, he slowly moved to push himself up from the bed, muscles aching and skin tight, every cell crying out for him to drink some damn water. He imagined it wasn't unlike how most people felt after a night of heavy drinking, only he hadn't even managed to have the benefit of that kind of fun. Maybe it would have been easier that way, if the two of them had just gotten sloshed and spilled all their secrets at once. But again, his great power meant such indulgences were forever out of his reach. Maybe some bread? Toast? The loss of body heat sent a shiver through Wade, 
But he followed, climbing out of bed anyway. He turned to Peter, holding out a hand. I can do toast. Once Peter took his hand, he led the way to the kitchen, releasing him as he swung by the table, clearing off the unfinished food from the night before. Grabbing a loaf of bread, he quickly threw a few slices in the toaster before going to the fridge and pulling out butter, jam, and orange juice for them to drink. The silence was deafening, but Wade refused to break it. He did keep Peter in his peripherals while he worked on their simple breakfast. It was the longest five minutes either of them had been through in a while. Finally, he set two slices of toast in front of Peter, along with some juice, before sitting across from him, his own toast already in his hand, to be covered in jam. He wanted to say something as the silence continued, the need to fill the room with noise conflicting with his nerves. Peter took a piece of toast without even looking at it, anxiety losing the battle against his voracious and unattended appetite. It didn't hurt to have something to do with his hands, giving him more time to try and figure out what to say. Wade was rarely this quiet. Even asleep, he snored, hummed, mumbled slurred words and forgotten lyrics. It felt wrong somehow, like a blue sunset or a warm snowfall. Chicago-style pizza, Peter murmured, tongue-clearing a crumb from the corner of his mouth. Wade let out a snort at the random comment from Peter, but then started coughing as the toast he'd just taken a bite of made its way down the wrong pathway in his throat. He shoved himself back from the table, doubling over as he worked on getting the toast to dislodge. Wood squeaked across the kitchen tile as Peter leapt up from his chair immediately, running over to his side. Wade! He knelt down, hands hovering over the man's shoulders as he tried to figure out what to do. He had basic first aid training. It had become clear long ago what a necessity that was. But he also knew better than to try to attempt the Heimlich maneuver unless it was absolutely necessary. He settled for smacking Wade on the back a few times, the flat of his hand landing firmly in between his shoulders as he coaxed his friend not to panic. Come on, Wade. Deadpool is not about to go down to the lakes of some bread and jam! It was hard to cough up food while also trying not to laugh, but after a particularly good whack from Peter, the glob of toast dislodged and Wade caught it in his hand. He sucked in air, only lightly coughing now, and set the mushy bread on the plate he'd been using. As he drank from his glass to help clear his throat, he glanced up at Peter, pure amusement clear in his eyes. Wade rubbed at his neck, trying to stifle himself from laughing again so his sore throat could heal itself. Choking on food is not a pleasant way to die, especially if no one is around to remove it. He smiled at Peter. I'm all good now. Thanks for the assist, Webbs. And there it was. So quick, so casual, so easy. Wade confirming with a single word that he remembered everything that had happened, knew exactly who Peter was, and calling on him to own up to the facts face to face. Of course, he answered quietly, pulling himself up from the ground and forcing himself to meet Wade's eyes, his smile. Any time. It took Wade a moment to figure out why Peter suddenly pulled away, and he had to re-examine his words and actions of the past few minutes before it dawned on him. He gave Peter a glum frown before turning his attention back to the toast on his plate. The silence started to stretch between them again, and Peter knew he had to act now or the day would be lost to idle small talk and searching glances. He'd never survive, but more importantly, he couldn't put Wade through it. He deserved the truth. All of it. We should talk. I mean, we need to talk. If you want to, that is. It would be good for us to talk. Uh, I mean, can... Can we? Talk? 
Uh, yeah, yes. We should talk. Wade looked Peter over as he stood from his chair. Living room? Staying in the kitchen, trying to force out some string of conversation probably wouldn't go well, especially since Peter was struggling with something as simple as just asking for them to discuss. Well, he wasn't sure exactly what Peter wanted to say, but he could guess it had to do with him being Spider-Man. Taking Peter's hand once more, Wade led them to the living room. He hesitated a moment at the couch, uncertain about settling for sitting next to each other. It would barely be any better than the kitchen. Peter seemed to be having similar reservations, as he stood nearby, chewing on his bottom lip, uncertain. Wade tapped Peter's nose. Stop that, he said softly. Finally, he realized what might help. He knew what had helped him, at least. He sat on the couch, shifting to lean against the arm, and bringing up his legs before pulling Peter down, slotting him in between. A quick tug brought down the blanket that sat on the back of the couch, and soon it was draped over their legs. Slipping his hands loosely around Peter's waist, he pressed against him to get him to lean back and attempt to encourage him to relax. Thought it might help you find words if you didn't have to look at me. He shook his head as he tightened his arms around Peter, the words sounding more self-deprecating than he meant them to be. I like looking at you, Peter answered reflexively, shifting against Wade's chest and trying to focus on the comforting warmth behind him. Every nerve in his body still felt stretched to its limit, but maybe here, wrapped up in a blanket and Wade's arms, he could trick his body into thinking everything was all right. I'm just not used to people looking at me when I have something to say, he admitted. The, uh, the mask helps. Inhaling deeply through his nose, he held it for several beats before finally letting the breath slip out between his lips. Peter could do this. He'd done it before, after all. Placing a kiss to the back of Peter's head, Wade waited patiently for him to speak his mind, even if his nerves were a little on edge. Everything felt right, and though this might wear at them emotionally, it was something they needed to discuss. He ran a hand up and down Peter's arm, offering some measure of comfort and easing his own mind. I'm Spider-Man, Peter said at last, unmoving except for the faintest twitch of his head towards his shoulder. I know you've figured that out at this point, but I just wanted to... to say it. To tell you. On my own terms, sort of. Even though Wade knew it was coming, and shouldn't have been surprised in any way, he still let out a sound of amazement as Peter admitted who he was. He felt a thrum of excitement coursing through him, and was grateful that Peter couldn't see his face. It was far too gleeful for the solemn tone of his words. And for the record, I did try. Actually, I even succeeded one time. But then everything sort of fell apart, and I realized what a huge mistake I'd made, and... His chin dipped low, tight against his chest. After that, I didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to hurt you again. Wade's smile was gone in seconds, as he was reminded that he had, in fact, already been told Peter's secret. He bit his tongue, wanting to respond, but it was more important to let Peter say his piece. Besides, he had no way of properly explaining just how his brain had short-circuited back then. Hell, the memory was still a blur and driving him crazy. Instead, he tightened his hold on him, letting one hand fall to rest over his racing heart, the other giving Peter's forearm a soft squeeze. Because I get it, okay? I really do. You're not... You're not the first person I've told who had a... a problem with it. Weirdly, with MJ it was the easiest because she knew me as Peter first. For her to tell me that Spider-Man didn't fit into her plans for the future. I... 
I can respect that. I wouldn't ask anyone to take on my responsibilities. As for the rest... His hand found its way to Wade's trembling fingers, barely brushing over scarred knuckles. Look, I knew how you felt about Spider-Man. If it wasn't obvious from our times on patrol, you flat out told me when I was here as Peter, and I get how difficult it is to reconcile that this so-called hero you've built up in your mind is just some New York City nobody who can't keep his life together. I know it's a letdown, and I'm sorry. Wade turned his hand over and threaded his fingers with Peter's, squeezing his hand as he brought it up to his lips before finally speaking. There was so much wrong in that statement. I'm not sure where to start, he said, keeping his tone light. First off, I am so fucking sorry I made you feel like telling me was a mistake. It was so far from it. Wade took a deep breath before letting it out as a sigh. I, I don't know how to explain it. The best I can offer is my brain thought it was a too-good-to-be-true moment. I freaked out because I thought it was all a delusion, something my brain cooked up to mess with me because it had been such an amazing day. The fact that you were gone in the morning only seemed to confirm the delusion. He looked at their intertwined hands. If not for Ellie and your visit to drop off the picture, it would have stayed that way, just a dream I couldn't remember at all. Bringing up his free hand to caress Peter's jaw, he continued, God, you are not a problem, and even if you were, you're a problem I'd want to solve, make work into my plans. His voice softening at the admission. You have nothing to be sorry for. Yes, I may have put Spider-Man on a pedestal, but I never once thought he could take an interest in me. He, shit, you weren't two different people. I need to stop that. You kept me at arm's length out there. Wade made a motion at the skyline through the window, and I got it. You were trying to protect yourself. It's a part of being a hero. So I didn't push. I was content admiring from afar. But then you, Peter, you, appeared out of nowhere and managed to shove over that pedestal, and often I found myself not even thinking about Spider-Man. Instead, I'd become fascinated by this young man who had no reason to care about a mess like me. Could have faked it, taken his money and been gone, like so many others. His rambling stopped as he realized how close he was to confessing things he wasn't sure Peter was ready for yet. I did care. Peter insisted. I mean, I do care. Now, still. He ran a tense hand through his hair, fingertips pressing firmly against his scalp as he gave an uneasy hum. When I answered that ad, I had no idea who had posted it, and I admit, I did think about leaving the moment you opened the door. Not— He gripped Wade's arm with one hand for a fraction of a second. Not because I was scared off, or because I was seeing your face for the first time— but because I was worried entangling any part of our personal lives could pose a risk. For both of us. And you're right. The mask might make it easier to protect yourself, but it also makes it almost impossible to forge any sort of meaningful connection with other people. So when you explained to me what you were looking for that night, I... I understood. Better than you might have thought. And, look, I'm sorry that money came into it at all. He hung his head, not sure he could bear to look Wade in the eye but it probably would have been suspicious if I refused you that first night. And in all honesty, I wouldn't have even been answering an ad like that if I wasn't at no heat in my apartment levels of desperation. But, uh, things have been going better at the Bugle lately. I've even managed to deposit most of my last two paychecks, rather than handing them straight over to the landlord. He gnawed the inside of his cheek, doing some quick mental math. I can work on paying you back. I mean, I want to pay you back. You, uh, you take installments, right? It started as a chuckle, 
but then Wade couldn't help as it evolved into a full-on laugh. Here they were, bearing themselves emotionally, and Peter was worried about something as trivial as money? He tried to stifle the laugh in Peter's hair, but he couldn't stop his shoulders from shaking. It's just money, Petey. You needed it. I didn't mind paying you. He sighed. Don't worry your pretty little head about paying me back. Poking him in the side, he continued, In fact, please ask if you ever do need help again. If we're going to be friends, I want to be there for you when you need it. Peter grumbled. Of course Wade could afford to say something was just money. He was a wealthy mercenary who thought nothing about leaving stacks of cash behind at a diner, if he happened to like the song playing on the jukebox, while Peter was never more than a few bad weeks away from an eviction notice. And despite Wade's levity about the whole matter right now, he knew that the fact he'd paid for Peter's time had definitely upset the man in the past. It's... it's not that simple. I can't just ask for something like that. He tried to turn a bit, but was only able to get half a view of Wade's face without leaving the comfort of a spot between his legs. You want to be here for me, and you have been. Having you as a friend these past months has meant the world to me. Getting to know you, not having to hide what a dork I am. Meeting Ellie. I can't tell you what that's been like for me. Wade nodded in understanding. It has been nice to have someone I can be myself around. I don't have many people I'm around outside of work, and well, you know how I get. Being over the top was just a part of his shtick, but he didn't ever think that would change. But I, I want to be there for you too, and I, for a long time, I felt like I can't be if there's this ugly cloud hanging over us. But I want to be there for you too. And I, for a long time, I felt like I can't be if there's this ugly cloud hanging over us. Not really, not... Peter stumbled. Not the way I want to be. Sitting up straight, Wade stared confused at the back of Peter's head. His nerves spiked. And what... what way is that? He managed to get out. Immediately, Peter's shoulders were hunched up near his ears, as he silently lamented the loss of Wade's warm body against his back. Was it possible Wade genuinely had no idea what he meant? Had he not lost any sleep considering the exact same thing? And if so, did that mean he was content to carry on as before, as friends with not exactly benefits? I... Peter's voice was rough in his throat. The morning's juice felt like hours ago. I couldn't bring it up until after I came clean to you about the whole spider... thing. And I understand if now it's too late or too... too complicated. He pulled himself away from Wade, enough to turn and look at him straight on reluctantly leaving his comfort zone. I know you said you never thought Spider-Man would ever actually return your feelings, and maybe this is a whole Star Trek having is not so pleasing a thing as wanting situation. But if... it isn't... Wade's eyes widened, a sliver of hope worming its way to the front of his thoughts. Then Peter shifted and turned to look at him. There was such naked fear and uncertainty in his eyes, and Wade knew he had to put him at ease before the younger man shut down. He brought his hands to cut Peter's face, and pulled him close, touching their noses. His heart was beating so fast, he swore it might fly out of his chest and ruin the moment. Yes, I love Spider-Man, but I am in love with Peter Parker, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Closing the distance between them, he kissed him, trying to pour into it just how important he was to Wade. Tears he hadn't been expecting fell from the corner of his eyes, as his hand slid from Peter's face to his shoulders, needing to pull him closer. It wasn't the first kiss they'd shared, nor the second. In fact, Peter had lost count of the number of times he'd felt the searching heat of Wade's lips pressed against his own. And yet, 
This kiss was everything and nothing like those at all. To be fair, there was still the familiar desperation, practically audible in the pounding of their hearts. But for once, the feeling wasn't born from a fear of loss, so much as a desire to make up for lost time. He put up no resistance at all, falling against Wade's chest with a trembling sigh, his eyes closing as he let his thoughts slow and take in the moment, appreciating it for what it was. Peter Parker loved someone, and that person loved him back, and for once those feelings weren't clouded by worry or fear. Burying his face in Peter's hair, Wade savored the moment. It felt surreal, but he knew to listen to his heart, and not his mind, and it was shouting, screaming, singing at him that this was so fucking real. He ran his hands up and down Peter's back and began humming a tune. So, it's all right then? Peter mumbled, his lips brushing against Wade's shoulder. It's okay if I love you too? Eyes soft, face warm. Wade's lips bloomed into a tender smile as his hand rose to brush against the reddened skin of Peter's cheeks. His words fell, soft and easy, filling the sharp ache that had filled Peter's chest for so long. I really hope you do.